If you're looking for premium quality vitamins and natural supplements, New Roots Herbal has you covered. Proudly Canadian and family-owned for over 35 years, their dedication to quality and testing truly sets them apart. Each ingredient is rigorously tested by their ISO-accredited lab from raw materials to final products. So you get exactly what is promised on the label, pure and potent ingredients safe from heavy metals, pesticides, and toxic chemical solvents, guaranteed. New Roots Herbal products are available exclusively at health food stores. To learn more or find a store near you, visit NewRootsHerbal.com. U.S. residents can now find New Roots Herbal products on Amazon.com. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Health Power. If you came over from Talk Healthy today, thank you so much. You're going to get the same great information that you got there. And if you're a naturally savvy listener, it is still the same, just with a different title. One thing, though, that I'm really excited about focusing on is health at every size. There's a lot of confusion about what that means. And today, Marcy Warhaft and I are going to be talking about this. Marcy Warhaft is a body image advocate, eating disorder survivor, and founder of the Fit Versus Fiction Body Image Workshops for Schools. She blogs for the Huffington Post and is the author of The Body Image Survival Guide for Parents, Helping Toddlers, Tweens, and Teens Thrive, which gives parents the tools they need to empower their kids with the confidence they deserve. She is also the author of the brutally honest new memoir, The Good Stripper, a soccer mom's memoir of lies, loss, and lap dances. Marcy, so excited. You have been a regular on Naturally Savvy over the years, and now I want you to be a regular on Health Power. Yeah, that's my little. (laughs) It's been a while. It's been a while. I know. It's great to have you back. So I have mentioned on all of my social media and even in the new description for Health Power health at every size, or you might see it as H-A-E-S. So today, Marcy and I are going to go through talking about health at every size. Before we do, Marcy, I want you to tell us a bit about yourself. I read your bio, but just, you know, in terms of the great work that you do, but give us a little bit of your own history with our insane diet culture. Well, I, I always say that on paper, I should not have had any body image issues at all growing up. I came from a, a family that really supported me and loved me and told me I was smart and pretty and all that. And I was very active in sports and dancing. Um, but I went through a, a, a traumatic event when I was young and, and losing a family member and control issues became a thing for me. And I I turned um, my pain inwards and started focusing at 17 years old on my body, thinking that the one thing I could control was my body. And I always say that society didn't make me sick. I developed an eating disorder from trauma. However, it kept me sick because when you want to get better and you have media and marketers and society telling you that you'll feel great if you lose weight, that the smaller you are, the more you're worth, it messes with you and it makes it very, very hard to get healthy. And so I battled a very severe eating disorder for most of my life through having getting married and having children and um, through major illnesses, my my weight was still the, my major concern. I absolutely weighed my worth in numbers and hated every pound. And then I was in my 30s and I mean, it was killing me. And it's everything from, I went through the anorexia nervosa to compulsive exercising to compulsive overeating. I mean, I, I did it all. And then when I went into recovery in my 30s and I came out of it and thank God got my life back and reclaimed my body, I was so compelled to try to keep other kids and parents from going through what I went through. And I started speaking out 
against the media, against marketers, against in schools. I spoke yeah. out against my kids' school. I didn't like the what they called the healthy living program that was promoting diets and diet culture. And through that, I created a program called the Fit Versus Fiction Body Image Workshops that I took to schools. I started with fourth graders and then was asked if I could develop a program for first graders mm. because self-esteem was such an issue. Um, and then I wrote the Body Image Survival Guide for Parents, which had quick tips and tools and games and activities for helping kids. Honestly, it was there were tips in there for parents while their babies were still in utero <laughs> and then when they were born, how to get them on the right path. Right. Um, and, and then through that, it, it just, that I just, I never set out to be a body image advocate. It just, it happened because once you, once you see how toxic our culture is, you can't unsee it. And it's really been my goal to, to help first it was kids and parents. And now it's everyone Re- reclaim their lives and start treating their bodies better. Our bodies work so hard every day to keep us alive. And we have the audacity to hate it because it doesn't look the way we want it to. And we need to change our outlook. Well, what happened for you? What shifted for you? Oh, what changed was I, it wasn't me. It wasn't that I had had this great epiphany. It was, I was a mother to toddlers Mm. and I felt that I had spent every minute thinking about either what I had eaten, what I was eating or what I was going to eat. I missed vacations. I, Every, it is it's exhausting it's it's so exhausting and you spend so much time hating yourself and beating yourself up and 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 worrying about everything you ate and then punishing yourself for what you ate and then and then either binging over the fact that well I failed so I might as well eat everything or promising yourself you'll never eat again it's just torturous and I was miserable and I didn't want my kids to remember me that way I didn't want my kids to, I, to, to not have a fun, happy, I, I adored them and I wanted them to have the best mother they could have. So it wasn't for me at that point, honestly, I'd given up on me and I didn't know that I deserved healthy and happy. I was dealing with a lot of unresolved issues and trauma issues, but it was for them. I always say that I gave my kids life, but they saved mine. And for them, I went into a recovery program and I, and I, 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 I actually signed myself up for one. It was, I had a year waiting list. Oh, wow. And then by the time I got the call, I was like, no, I don't need it anymore. <laughs> and, then, and then they said, okay. And then like a month later, I'm like, no, I need it again. And uh, and got back on and went into a, a three month program through a hospital. And I was just ready. It was the right program at the right time. Like I was like, I'm, I'm going. And it was really hard, but it was, completely life-altering, completely life. Like I thought they were going to tell me what not to eat. I thought they were going to put me on. So, Cause at that point I was, I was compulsively overeating and they didn't, it, they actually made me face all the foods that I was afraid of, that I had banned for myself. I had to eat everything. So I wouldn't be afraid of it. And I got healthy mentally, physically, emotionally in, in every way. And that, and that changed me. And I'm not saying I hadn't there were times because my life was still throwing challenges at me that I slipped a few times, but it's been years and my recovery is so strong. And I'm so grateful for that because it really is the base of everything. If you, if you have low self-esteem, if you're beating yourself all, all the time, it's like trying to build a house on quicksand. Like you just can't, you know, you really have to, you have to respect yourself and appreciate yourself and love yourself to take care of yourself above anything else. Well, you said something, well, several things, but one thing that really stuck out to me was that 
you were ready, right? I think mm -hmm. for a lot of people, if they're not ready and their mother's ready for them to be better, their dad or their brother or their boyfriend or whoever, they're not ready and they're still hanging on to that eating disorder, you're not going to pry it out of their hands. No, you can't. And even if you want, like, that's the thing. I wanted to get better. And I, I was somebody who I, I knew it. I saw it. I knew what I was struggling with. I wanted to get better. But my, it got to the point. I was more afraid of gaining weight than I was of dying. That's, that's what it was. Like, I knew there were times. I talk about, um, in, in my, my last book, I talk about being, when I was a kid, when I was about 20, let's say, so kid to me now. Sure. But I, I know. I remember lying in bed one night and my brother had passed away. So, you know, we dealt oh, with that. And it was great, but, but I remember thinking when my mother was in the next room and I felt like my heart was slowing down. I felt, I believed I was going to die that night because I hadn't eaten enough. And there was a part of me that thought I should go into the kitchen and eat something, you know, um, because I thought all oh, the last thing I want is for my, my mother to walk into my room and I have to bury another child. And, and, but as then there was the other part of me that thought, but what if I'm not dying? And I eat for nothing. Okay. And so I didn't. I stayed up all night. And then the sun came up and I was still alive. And I thought, okay, I'll be okay, which <laughs> define okay. But um, that's so, but I wanted to get better. I just, right. there, I, I just the, the disorder was just so big. So I'm, I tried different programs, but even if I found the right one, uh, it, I, I, I wouldn't have been ready. But what I tell people, especially parents or um, loved ones is you can't force somebody what, what you can do is do the research so for example when they are ready I know this program I know this this professional like have it ready so that when right. they're ready you've got because you you can't because you can put them in the pro look the program that I ended up at mm -hmm. at the uh, North York General Hospital in, in Toronto they had a rule I mean you had I think it was I can't remember maybe three weeks to get on board or they kicked you out oh wow and there were people, and I was in the program, there were people who were kicked out. There was a girl who was kicked out twice. And the, because their thing is, if you're not ready, don't take up the space of somebody who is. And I don't mean ready, like you were allowed to mess up. They expect sure. you to mess up. Right. It's, it's, if, you're, if you're willing, like if you're there and you're not even trying, then don't be here because somebody else is literally dying to get in. Yeah. So you, you uh, and there were, pro there were times that I was ready, but the program was not the right program. So Thankfully, I kept I kept going until I found the right program at the right time. Uh, I just knew I didn't want. It was a program where I was away from my kids throughout, like for part of the day, and I thought I am not going to like I'm not going to not be there for them for nothing. You know, like yes. if yes. I'm if I'm going to do that, that it's going to be to come out healthy. Yeah, that that's incredible. Well, I want to jump into health at every size. And there are five principles. And the first one is weight inclusivity. Accept and respect the inherent diversity of body shapes and sizes and reject the I idealizing or pathologizing of specific weights. Talk to us about that. Well, but that's the whole that's the whole thing between uh, about health at every size. And I was talking to you before and saying what's sure. really important and that the problem is that there is such a misconception when right. people say you can be healthy at every size or even, and that's not even what this is about. See, people right. think that by saying healthy at every size, and we are saying you can be healthy at every size. And we know that that's not true. Whenever I write anything or speak out against, uh, about the fact that you can be fit at different sizes, people 
throw out, oh, you're promoting obesity because you're saying that you could be healthy at a thousand pounds. Of course not. Just like you can't be healthy at 10 pounds. I mean, that's just ridiculous. But there's a lot of room in between. We think that fit and healthy looks a certain way. Right. And that's not true. It's actually how we get to that place. It's not what the body looks like. It's what you're doing to get to that place that makes the difference. But with health at every size, they're not even saying that. What they're saying is they're not saying you can be healthy at every size. What they're saying is you deserve to be healthy at every size. Every size person, doesn't matter what shape you're in, doesn't matter how big you are or how small you are, you deserve access to proper health care. That's what that means. Yes. And the problem is with our, even I experienced it with a medical doctor when I was young, there's so much fat phobia, even in the medical field that it's you have terrible. somebody, so there's not proper access. There's, there's no equipment isn't, there's so many things that they're just not set up, but also you have somebody, you have somebody who walks into, to a doctor's office and they are clearly overweight. And our society, let's just face it, doesn't even know what overweight is. I mean, an average sized person, people will think they're overweight and they think that somebody who's killing themselves dieting is, is. Yeah. I'm a goal. size, I'm a size 12 and I'm considered what I'd be plus size. If I mean, it's crazy. It's, it, it, we have no, our, our, we're so skewed with our whole right. concept of that. But, but the problem is somebody who is overweight will go into a doctor's office and oftentimes the doctor will just assume that whatever is ailing them is related to their weight. Yeah. They and don't even take their so, measurements, right? Their no, blood or anything. Don't forget, well, that's the thing. It's so dangerous. Do you know how many people have been misdiagnosed or have had cancer diagnosis completely mi missed because they're not looking for anything else? It's such a lazy diagnosis. I had the same thing as a woman when I was in my 40s where I had any issue where my doctor would be like, well... You're in your forties as if it's like, it's going to be related to that. And it wasn't right. So that to me is lazy doctoring. <laughs> yes, know, it's, exactly. It's, and that's, and so that's what the, the point is. It's got to be, everybody doesn't matter your race, your size, economics, everybody should have access to proper healthcare. The next one goes right into that health enhancement, support health policies that improve and equalize access to information and services and personal practices that improve human well-being, including attention to individual, physical, economic, social, spiritual, right. emotional, and other needs. Posting videos or reading articles about fat phobia. And there's always somebody who says it's not such a big deal. Oh, it's such a huge deal because it's every, it's, 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 medical, it's fashion, it's education, it's, it covers everything. And we, we don't understand what being healthy is. But the other part of AES is that weight should not be the goal. What they're saying is if you want to be healthy, that's the goal. The goal should be health, not weight loss. It's not about weight loss. It's about health gain. So your sole purpose is to, it's like when I had my eating disorder and I wanted to be as skinny as possible. My goal wasn't health. No. I didn't care if I was healthy. My goal was to be as small as possible. So if your goal is weight loss, you will not necessarily make the right choices as far as what you eat and how much you exercise and how much you rest. However, if your goal is to be healthy and you do the things necessary for that, you eat well, you exercise well, you rest, you whatever it is, find joy, do things that make you happy. Then you see what your weight is. And whatever your weight is when you were living your best life, that is the weight that you're supposed to be. The weight, whatever your weight is, that's kind of a, a bonus. That's what happens from doing all the right things for your body. It should not be the main thing because we assume when someone gains weight, then they're doing something wrong. Right. And when they lose weight, that they're doing something 
Right. And we don't understand oftentimes, and this is where the fact phobia comes in. People have such a strong reaction to anyone that they feel doesn't look the way that they should. They assume that people who are obese, that it's the it's because of poor life choices. And that's right. it. They're yeah. lazy. They, they eat poorly and they don't exercise. And that that's a lazy way to think because there are so many factors that go into it. Poor sleep health, chronic illness, genetics, um, hormone issues, um, medication. I mean, there's so many things that could attribute to, to obesity that have, that have nothing to do with somebody's lifestyle. Similarly, people don't realize that when you lose weight in the wrong way or too quickly, there are also things that can damage your health. psychological stress, hormone imbalance, muscle loss, uh, low metabolism. But we don't look at that. No. And and that's because our society is so afraid of the aesthetics. And I'll I'll tell you, I think one one reason why people fight it so much is if you're a person, and this might be, I don't know, people might not not like to hear this, but if you're a person who focuses so much on how you look and what you eat and you, you cut out this and you cut out that and you restrict that and you you, you know, no pay, no gain, and you never miss a workout and all that stuff. And you can blame that, or you can, you can say, well, it's because I want to be healthy. Well, if the truth comes out that actually you can be healthy and not diet, you can be healthy and not carry yourself at the gym, you can be healthy and not have a six pack. Well, then you got to admit that it's vanity. <laughs> yes. Then you got to admit that it's not about health. It's about aesthetics of your body. And that I think is what, I mean, somebody who's killing themselves at the gym all the time and has never eaten a piece of bread in 10 years and has chiseled abs and says, well, I'm healthy. And then they find out that the person next to them who is eating what they want to eat in moderation, of course, I mean, I'm not, but is eating what they want to eat and is being active in the way that they want to act and does not have a six pack ab and is just as healthy. Wow. I mean, I mean, that's kind of, they don't, nobody wants to hear that. (laughs) There is a feeling of superiority. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. You know, they're supposed to be yeah. better than somebody else. But listen, when I used to go to the gym, I used to belong to two 24 hour gyms at one point because one of them had the audacity to close early on Christmas. And I think like on Sundays and I just wouldn't miss a day. And I would be there. I mean, it's 24 hours. I'd be there two o'clock in the morning or three because sleep was, what is that? But <laughs> I would go, and I used to belong to a normal gym that opened at five, I think. Mm. And then it got to the point where I would do my workout and then I would stop by at my old gym at five in the morning to say hi to the regulars there. I'd already done my work and I was finished by five. And then I would have people say to me, oh my gosh, you're so dedicated. I wish I was that motivated. And I'm thinking, oh God, no, I haven't slept in three days. Like that's not okay. That's not okay. But that's what people would sort of aspire to. Right. It seems like, you know, and, and that's our society. It's go, 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 go. You know what? It's okay. Rest is, is just as important a part of being fit as your workouts are. Just yeah. As yeah. And I always say to people, don't worry, I'm not going to go on my diatribe about sleep. Everyone who listens to the show knows that for new listeners, sleep is insanely important and it is a huge element of being healthy. And that's what was so ironic, right? You're like, you need sleep. It's like, uh, you're not that healthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Right? I still, That's I still not flipping healthy. Yeah, yeah. And I still struggle with, with sleep issues. And, and, I, and I knew actually when I went into my eating disorder program, one of the things I, I, you know, I wasn't allowed to work out as much. And I was, when I did work out, it couldn't be at two o'clock in the morning. It had to be at a normal time, you know? And, and 
wow, everything, everything seemed different. You know, when you're rested, yeah, <laughs> the world, the world is just a little bit less crazy. You know, it, it's more manageable. It doesn't solve everything, but I mean, that's, that for me has always been the worst. If, if I'm horribly overtired, I mean, you just, you just, nothing functions No, it's all the way that it should. No. And you know, I think what's tough too is like, okay, so I, I knew this woman who taught aerobics and she was what would be considered fat in our society. She taught aerobics five days a week. She was in Mm -hmm. better shape than a lot of skinny people. Statistically, somebody who is, let's say overweight, but active is healthier than someone who is just naturally skinny and sedentary. So it's, it's, you know, moving or just I remember when I would speak in schools and there would be people going, oh, you know, there's this guy and he's, he's just skinny, but he eats, right. he doesn't, you know, he hasn't had a vegetable forever and he just, he doesn't move at all. Um, but he's skinny, so it's okay. And it's like, but that's not okay. That's not right. okay because that, it has nothing to do with how your body looks and everything to do with how your body works. Yes. And so, yeah, I, I, I don't, and also yo-yo dieting is way where, if you're steadily overweight, that's healthier then yo-yo dieting. That's the so worst. Bad. That puts the most pressure on your heart is gaining and losing and gaining and losing. Yes. It's also just it's hard on everything, but it yeah. really is. But our society is, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I say all the time too, um, is that you, I, for years, forever, you've had magazines like Sports Illustrated who will put on regular models and, and, and people love this Sports Illustrated bikini issue. And then right. they say they have the nerve to put on what's considered a plus size model. And all of a sudden there's this huge uproar because, oh my God, you're promoting obesity. It's like, and then when you say, um, no, you have no idea. Have you spoken to her doctor? Because exactly. you don't know what her health is. But then they'll say always, well, no, no, no. It's not, it has nothing to do with how she looks. We're worried about her health. And it's like, um, what about the models who admitted years ago? To, to tricks that they would do to look super, to get, lose weight, like dipping cotton balls in orange juice. I was about to bring that one up. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, so much smoking and doing drugs. Oh, God. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's like, let's face nobody. it. You're going to be concerned about models. Let's be concerned about all the models. Exactly. So it has nothing to do with her health and just what you like to look at. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I'm telling you, people don't like to see fat people living their best life. No, they, they don't. don't. They don't like to see it. And that's too bad. Got Respectful Care is next. Acknowledge our biases and work to end weight discrimination, weight stigma, and weight bias. Provide information and services from an understanding that socioeconomic status, race, gender, sexual orientation, age, and other identities impact weight stigma and support, excuse me, and support environments that address these inequities. That is so huge. Mm -hmm. Well, that's it. Again, it's not... The, the different factors that attribute to somebody's weight, uh, it's its not, it, it, to say that it's because they, they don't eat right and they're lazy is ridiculous. Sometimes you just don't have access. Right. To what, not everybody has access to the, to the best foods or a gym or whatever. Yeah. But plus, not only that, I mean, we talk about race and things like that. I mean, we, we think that if you put 10 people in a room, 10 women in a room, same age, let's say, but from all different backgrounds and you feed them the exact same diet and you put them on the exact same exercise program, they still aren't going to have the exact same bodies right? because we are just different genetically. So many things are different, but that's the thing is that we have to take into consideration everybody as an individual and what our situations are and, and respect that. And, and instead of demonizing 
people. It's to try to help them get to what they need. Like it's like when people when people will will tell will criticize somebody who's heavy for not exercising, and then you have somebody who will post if you watch the videos and things like that. Somebody will a heavy person will say, "I went to the gym, and people were berating me." It's like, well, what do you want? That what do you want? Exactly. I'm having a woman on. Her name is Bethany. She's awesome. I'm going to add her TikTok uh, names that I don't have in front of me in the bio. She shares all these stories. Why I'll never go to a, a gym. And it's, she's up to like part 20. And it's unbelievable. Ugh. She shared one where she's wearing a tank top, perfectly good tank. And they're like, you can't wear that. And she's looking at all these flipping skinny women in their little bras. She's like, why? They're like, well, that's not appropriate. Like, are you, fli- are you kidding me? Listen, and hey. you want me to feel welcome here? It's That's ridiculous. it. It's just, it's just like when there was a company that put out, I can't remember which one, um, activewear and people yeah. were saying it promotes obesity. It's like, what do you want? You're telling, you're telling people they should exercise, but then you're not, you don't want to give them the clothes Active to work. exercise, the gym to exercise. So it's, it's, that's the thing. So when people say, oh, fat phobia, with all the things we are in the world, it's not such a big, yeah. No, it's, it's really like, flipping it's bad. Deal. That's it's like saying racism is like racism isn't bad. Exactly. It's ridiculous. And no, and when we have more time, I want to talk about that. Um, life enhancing movement. But last principle, which we're talking about, support physical activities that allow people of all sizes, abilities, and interests to engage in enjoyable movement to the gr- degree that they choose. There's another woman I follow and her, her name on TikTok is Intuitive Fatty. And she is awesome. And she was talking about how she played tennis with her fat friends and how she does yoga with her fat friends and it's great. And nobody's being an ass. And I thought that is so, so great. And she had the funniest, I think, I mean, there's a lot of great stuff on TikTok. She had one of the funniest things I've ever seen. She did this video where, you know, you can look like you're two different people or like you can have the camera turn. So she's like, I'm feeling fat today. And She's like, oh, Deborah, why are you feeling fat? Could you not find clothes that were in your size? Did you sit on a bus and people looked at you like <laughs> you were just horrible? Did you go out to eat and everyone was policing your food? Did you go to the doctor and they made assumptions about you? She goes, no, nothing like that. With all due respect, Deborah, shut the F up. You've got, <laughs> even though I just did it for you, you got to see it. It's great I look for it. because I look for that it. is what is so annoying. Nobody's thinking about all the horrible assumptions and the fat phobia. But you know, it's, it's like you said, unless you're in that body, unless you, you experience it. Like I know that when I was um, battling my issues, you know, if I went into a, a restaurant and I ordered whatever I ordered, you know, yeah. people don't know if I'm being, I could have been ordering broccoli and I'm starving myself. And that is the wrong choice for me. I should yeah. have been eating more. And you'd be applauded. somebody- Right. And then somebody else goes in and, and they, you don't know, somebody who's heavier and they order a cookie, but you have no idea what the rest of their day was. You have no idea. And you, and then they'll be judged. But that's my point. It's like, no, no, I'm the one that's not eating healthy, but we were so quick to judge. But at, at, in my body, um, even though there were times when I felt I was really overweight, I was never really overweight. So I didn't have, I didn't have that added pressure of society making me, I made myself feel bad. And I thought society, but I didn't have that. So it's so hard to just be a living human being in a body that society doesn't respect. I can't even imagine what that's like. And at least I acknowledge that. The problem is when people who are thin or don't have weight issues, they don't even try. No, they don't. That they are living in a different world. It's like white privilege. They just, people who don't. Exactly. They don't, exactly. they don't want to acknowledge yeah. it. 
Marcy, this was great. The time went by way too quickly. So I want to have you back because we just are just starting, but at least you've got the principles and go to asdah.org. That's where you can find out a lot of great stuff about health at every size. I'll put that in the show notes. Marcy, I love having you. I can't wait to have more conversations. Tell us where we can find you. Oh, I am. Well, you can find me at uh, marcywarhaft.com for my resiliency coaching or and spell that for us. So it's M-A-R-C-I-W-A-R-H-A-F as in Friday, T.com. Or same thing, my name, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, <laughs> pretty much everywhere. But, um, but yeah, MarcyWarhoff.com is, is, is an easy go. Great. And everyone, please educate yourself about health at every size. There's a lot of confusion. And Marcy, you really helped clear things up today. And this is just the beginning. Keep coming back to Health Power. Rate, review, and subscribe. And follow me on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Lisa Davis MPH. Thanks. Well, that's it for our show today. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. And we would appreciate it if you could please rate and review and leave a comment because the more you engage with our podcast, the more you will find it and help other people find it wherever they listen to their podcast. So be sure to follow us. I'm at Andrea Donsky and at Naturally Savvy and Lisa at Lisa Davis MPH. Thank you so much. And please share this episode because the more you share shows you care. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 